everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Extropians Built Different Podcast. My name is Raul from Agora Media, and I'm here with Ricky Alphonse, CEO and founder of Extropian. Ricky, could you say hi to the audience at home? What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing this evening? Um, glad that everybody can kind of be with us. And uh, as always, Raul, I thank you for your time and, um, you know, helping us out and being a part of this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, thanks for having me. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm only sort of one of the one of the many of this team that's sort of build, been building up over these past couple of years uh, in terms of Extropian growing into this movement um, and into this sort of product, into this company. Um, but before we talk about all that, part of today's episode is I wanted to ask uh, Ricky a little bit about the dream behind the movement. Uh, and what I mean by that is sort of all the dreams and all the efforts and all the thoughts that came before the company started and that inspired this company to keep going. So, Ricky, my first question to you is, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about your dream or your sort of idea for this company originally. Yeah, I mean, it's... In regards to this company, it's, it kind of goes back to, um, you know, my childhood. It's like, you know, everybody that kind of has an idea that it seems like they always, uh, you know, it comes out of, uh, you know, something that was an issue in their life or a pain point, or maybe it's something that they saw, you know, they identified with their family that, you know, um, they wanted to fix something or, you know, a problem that they see in the world and they wanted to fix it. Um, me, I've kind of always, even as a kid, was a dreamer. Um, like I used to always visualize, uh, you know, going out with this specific girl from the school. I always used to visualize like, man, when I get a car, like uh, I would want this kind of car or I would want this kind of life. Or, you know, I was always a very visual, um, always like to visualize and like to dream. And, you know, that was always loved uh, when I was going to bed and like I'd start to like lay in bed and dream of things. And, you know, that's kind of how I've always been. On top of that, I was always into tech. So, you know, I was always into like the latest, uh, phones that would come out, you know, I was one of the first people, one of the, you know, the notes when they first started coming out, I was, you know, on top of, um, you know, just the latest trends. So I'm like really a big early adopter. Um, but that's because I love, you know, people's vision. I love seeing people's visions turn into a, uh, a product. I love seeing people's visions, um, you know, people dream and, and build something, you know, I'm big into looking at, uh, you know, sketches of buildings and, and, you know, even like theme parks, like when they have the blueprint and, you know, there's the, the vision of what they want to build and it actually, you know, starts, you know, rising and, you know, the rebars getting put in place and the concrete's being poured. I love like just following that that journey of, of anything that, um, you know, starts in somebody's mind and is, and is built. So with that being said, um, you know, I always had a vision of wanting to do something big in my life. Um, you know, I think what happened was I started going to school and, you know, the unfortunate thing is as a child, you dream, you dream, you dream. And then, um, you know, you always hear kids talking about, I want to be a, a, a astronaut. I want to be, you know, a pilot. I want to be a doctor. But then they start going through life and, you know, school and, you know, parents, family, friends, you know, you start putting these doubts in, in a kid's mind and they begin to, uh, you know, start to like, think about reality and, and stop the, you know, they stop dreaming and, and yeah, that's, that's something that happens to all of us. But for me, like I, you know, I still kind of continue to dream, but I kind of went down that path of, 
you know, school and like getting into the rat race of finding a job and college and getting into an industry and moving up the, the corporate ladder, essentially. But in the back of my mind, I always wanted to do something bigger, be something bigger. And so, you know, I've had a lot of crazy ideas. Like anytime I see something, I'm like, man, I think I can improve that. Like I, I can find a better way to do it. What if you did a more innovative uh, product that would help people? And that's what I, I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Um, so you're, you're you have you have more than one idea is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I have several ideas, man. I I literally have like a list of, of <laughs> ideas. Some of, them, some of them being absolutely crazy and some being like realistic. Um, but this this was my passion. This this is my passion project out of that list of, of uh, projects. But um, yeah, so I just you know I started like seeing a lot of uh, videos of people that you know, started businesses. At that time, I started uh, attending um, sports business management class, um, DeVos sports business management class. And one of our classes was uh, entrepreneurship, entertainment, and um, I forget the name of the class exactly, but it was something along those lines. But we started learning about entrepreneurs and, you know, you start to see like, it's not that hard to start a business. Um, for me, it was like, it's, you know, my journey is a little bit different because I'm not a technologist. Um, by trade or for first and foremost so you know that vision had to be delivered to somebody else but um yeah i never i never really stopped dreaming of, of this idea and um i think me not being a technologist put me in a, a really cool place where um i'm not putting a box around what we can do and what we can accomplish because you know when you when you know how to build the technology you kind of know the limitations you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um for myself i don't know what those limits are so when i start thinking of, of this product and what it can do and where, where we're going with it um and what this company stands for i never put it in a box or put any kind of limit on it because i don't know what the limits are and i think that's what's made allowed us to create such an innovative uh company and such an innovative product and it's like you know something that makes me proud like uh, i'm kind of glad in a sense at that time it sucked but in a sense, I'm glad I don't have a technological background because I would uh, be like, no, this isn't possible. No, I can't do that. And that's not what we're about. That's not what I'm about. That's not what this company is about. Yeah, so, no, absolutely, Ricky, absolutely. And this extropian device, we can't say a whole lot about it yet, but this piece of technology, this device, there is a story behind it, right? It, it, it was a slow buildup of ideas coming to life slowly, like you said, from uh, these entrepreneurship uh, classes, these uh, management classes leading to maybe uh, some events, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, so what ended up happening is I, um, you know, in my classes, uh, I had the idea, I went to my professors and I was always the, you know, the quiet kid in class. Um, you know what I mean? I was never the one raising my hand. And that program was very much focused on like, you know, everybody kind of putting their bid in and raising their hand and giving their input. But I was just the quiet guy sat in the back, you know, my hat, had my hat on like I do now. Um, had braids back then, so it was a little different, but um, I went to my professors one day and, you know, I respect them a lot. Really, you know, amazing guys, uh, crazy network. Um, you know, they know the who's who of, of pretty much every industry. But, you know, I went to them. I never really talked to them that much back then. I've talked to them a little bit more now, but I went to them and presented the, the idea I had to them. And um, 
they were like, man, Ricky, we really like what you have. And they're like, you should pursue this. So it's funny, one of my last <laughs> days of class, you know what I mean? I'm the dude that really never talks or never says much in class, but they were presenting awards and um, they presented me with the Edison award, like, uh, you know, inventor award. And so they handed me, a, it was like a light bulb at that time. And um, I was like, you know, everybody in class is like, what, who, 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 Ricky? Who? <laughs> like, cause you know, I mean, I, I never, I wasn't like a talkative kid in class. I just kind of sat in the back when I could and just really stayed low key. But everybody's like, what, Ricky? And so everybody's like, what is, what invention does he have or whatever? So that was pretty funny, but I still keep that light bulb on my desk till, till this day. But it, you know, it pushed me to then um, start a company and uh, like to have a, a structure of a company at that point and to actually, you know, push me to actually try this out. And what ended up happening was I ended up, um, I ended up starting a company. I ended up um, going a whole bunch of different routes, trying to figure out how to find talent to do it. Um, or, you know, not being a technologist, you don't know where to start. And at that time, the idea was a little different, but, you know, it was weird because I had this lucid dream one night where, you know, those dreams, you're half awake and you're half, um, half asleep, but you're kind of, you know, those dreams where you kind of can still make decisions. You can still kind of change the outcome of the dream a little bit. Um, I had one of those dreams and it, like I, in that dream, I was like, kind of, it was a different version of the technology than what I had already been thinking. So automatically I'm like, oh, sh why don't I, um, why don't I look this up? Like, has anybody done this before? Is this, is it even possible to do this? This is like, am I being like a, a complete nutcase here? You know what I mean? Saying that I want to do this. And, um, what ended up happening is I ended up finding a, a, a professor, uh, he was the only one kind of working on it at the time. He was the forefather, I guess, of, of uh, this similar type of electronics. So he was doing something kind of similar to what we're doing, but it was the only like closest thing I could find to it. But um, he, I looked him up and I'm like thinking at that time, like, damn, how can I find, how can I work with this guy? I'm just some little, you know, I'm a startup. Like I'm not even a startup at this point. I'm literally... I just formed a, a, an LLC and I'm like trying to, you know, wade through the waters and figure out what I need to do. And yeah, how can I ever work? Like, you were you, at this point, you were just a dream at this point. Yeah, it was, it was a dream. It was a vision, like not even sure if it was possible. It wasn't even on a napkin, you know? So, <laughs> so I just, I went through all of these crazy routes, man, trying to get this thing off the ground and trying to meet people and, you know, you meet some people that are helpful and you, you know, you take a little bit of information from everybody you meet, but some people were, you know, some people were like, not as, as kind. Some people were more like, yeah, you should pursue this. Some people try to take advantage, you know, of my um, inexperience and my uh, naive, uh, my naive nature at that time. But um, what ended up happening is I ended up um, getting into an accelerator program, shout out to start a studio. And um, that's where I, I, you know, kind of put the foundation in place, you know, it's like lean business principle models. Um, and I put that, you know, into practice. I figured out how to network. Um, I figured out how to, you know, to actually start a business. And so, you know, the funny thing is when I was in that, I I was still stuck on my nine to five because I had a nine to five at, um, before that. And, you know, what ended up happening, you know, kind of going backwards, I got let go of that that job. Like we all got laid off. And at that time, when I got laid off as well, I was already kind of in the, like kind of getting into the entrepreneurial spirit, but I was really 
um, trying to get my bearings, but I still was working my nine to five. So I was still kind of in between those two worlds, you know what I mean? And um, we got laid off and it was like, you know, it was sad for a lot of people, but for me, it was a blessing in disguise because then it, it forced me to, to work on this. Prior to that, you know, I was, I don't know, it's just weird. It's like a weird, um, like wool being pulled off my eyes because my vision was always at that time was always uh, moving up the corporate ladder and, you know, moving in, you know, being in that company and, you know, staying there for like years and just going climbing the ladder and getting to the top and going to the, the big office and all that stuff. But what changed my mind around was um, seeing, you know, some of the, the, the higher ups, the C-level people in the corporation and, like how they were living, what they were doing. And at that time, I was just kind of like, damn, you know, um, I'm helping these people build wings on their houses and helping them build their dream. You know, why not build my own dream? And why not, you know, get people on board that believe in this dream and let's build something really cool together. And I was like, that's really cool. You know what I mean? that That's what it's about. And, um, you know, after that, I got laid off. And then, you know, going back to the future, to the, um, after that point, um, joining the accelerator program and getting the lean business principle model. So my mind started evolving my, um, you know, the vision was still kind of murky, but, um, how to start a business started like, um, permeating in my mind. I started figuring that part out, but, um, you know, the funny thing that happened after that is, you know, a couple you know, fast forward in a couple of years, um, got in contact with Georgia tech and I was just like, I went out there. <laughs> And I pitched to them. So it was like a, a room of 400 engineers, um, you know, that were graduating. And, you know, uh, I was still feeling like, you know, this imposter syndrome. I went in there. It was like this company, Bechtel, that I believe built the Hoover Dam, built like airports, an architecture company, um, Porsche, uh, Mercedes. And all of them are in there presenting projects to these students with little old me with this horrible looking um, PowerPoint. Uh, these guys have all these professional PowerPoints with Porsche all over it and this stuff all over it. And I'm I'm just here like, eh. so <laughs> I go in there and one of the things that resonated with me and in this journey and going back to dreaming is when I was, uh, when I was, before I reached Georgia Tech, I was actually engaging with a, a engineer that um, a mute, somebody mutual uh, put me in touch with, and he was uh, essentially, you know, presented the idea to him. And the guy was a complete asshole. I'm not gonna lie. Um, he pretty much saw what I had, and he was just being a complete um, douche. You know what I mean? Like he, he really was, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, like not uh, trying to limit my dream, trying to limit my vision, and telling me it's not possible. And oh, you're trying. What he told me is that you're you're trying to build um, from Back to the Future, the the main component that made oh, the uh, capacitor. Flux capacitor. He said that, and that's what's always stuck in my mind: the flux capacitor, flux capacitor. Um, but what that allowed me to do is, I put that in my presentation when I spoke to these engineers at Georgia Tech, and I, I said, you know, um, somebody told me we couldn't do this. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I asked the students up there, do you know what this is? And, you know, a lot of them have seen Back to the Future. They're like, yeah, Flux Capacitor. I'm like, if you believe that you can build this, like, you know, come join this team and let's let's build this Flux Capacitor together. So it was like a big, you know, F you to that dude. And, you know, that's one of the things that motivates me and drives me is thinking of that Flux Capacitor. And, you know, it's always a big F you to that dude because it, you know, it was my dream. 
and you should never, you know, never, um, you know, never stomp on anybody's dream. Like let that person, uh, you know, see it through. And so that's what's pushed me and drove me to to make this dream happen. And funny thing that happened after that, the guy that I I was uh, in, you know, I had uh, after the lucid dream, I went back and looked at. Um, the engineer I ended up working with at Georgia Tech was his his postdoc, so um, it all came back, you know, in, in a full circle. And what I, you know, the dream while the dream was there, and I was like trying to figure out how to make it happen. I'm like, oh, you know, little old me, I can't do this. You know, this guy up in Massachusetts has, you know, he's working on technology. I'll never be able to work with him. The dream stayed alive, and as the dream stayed alive, the you know the everything kind of fell into place and I'm working with his protege. So it's like, man, that's, that's what happens when you, you follow up on your dreams, you don't let up on them and you, you see them through um, things just start happening and falling into place. And I mean, that's, that is the craziest part to me is, is that night. And then here I'm working with this guy, a talented, amazing, brilliant engineer um, working with what well, at that time I thought was little old me, but um, you know, I'm growing now. So, yeah, absolutely. And and the company has been growing as well, too, um, from the actual team getting bigger to the moves being made. We're really excited um, to show off what Extropian has been working on um, yeah. in terms of uh, that dream, though, to sort of uh, maybe round out that conversation. I did want to ask you about those starter studio days. Um, and specifically a story that, that I've heard about you and I wanted to see if it was true. Um, and that was, uh, that your original prototype for this device was a piece of paper that you taped on yourself. Yeah. What was so funny about that is when I went into start a studio, I was like, I was kind of against it because I was just like, at that time, still imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. And when I walked in there, um, every group, there was pretty much seven companies, but every company had like somebody that was a technologist, somebody that could write code, somebody that um, was building something. So me, myself, I'm in there and I'm still like, I didn't even know it's still possible at this point, like that my dream and my vision, I'm still thinking I'm some crazy dude and people thinking, thinking I'm a nutcase, you know what I mean? Coming in there and, and sharing this idea and that's never been done. Um, and what ended up happening is, you know, day by day, you know, we kind of had to produce a, an MVP and, um, I couldn't do anything. I'm, you know, my hands can't produce any technology. You know what I mean? Only the, it's just a vision in my mind. And, you know, I have a napkin now at this point, um, with some, some, bad drawings on it. But um, what ended up happening is I had to mimic something for our, our pitch day. And um, I keep it on my, my, by my bedside every day, just let me know about the journey and let me know, remind me of the, uh, you know, kind of where I started and how far we came. And I don't know, man, it's, it's, uh, it's an emotional thing for me to kind of hold this thing. Cause it's like, at that time, it was so much doubt, and then, like, I never thought we would be where we are now, and I never thought we would have what we have now. I never thought, I, I you know, when I had this, this is the piece of paper that I used for my my demo. <laughs> you could still see like there's some glue on it. I glued it. The funny thing is, a lot of people asked if it was real, and people wanted to touch it, and like they thought it was connected to an app or something. But um, yeah, it's just a reminder of like, damn, like. It, it, 
at that time I was just like, I, this isn't even possible. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm playing a game at this point. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm kind of going through the weeds and seeing if like I can make this a reality. And at that time I really didn't think I could. I'm up there talking, looking at everybody, wondering this guy is full of shit. <laughs> This guy's full of shit. Does he even know what he's doing, what he's talking about? Is it even, you know what I mean? And um, this is, you know, this is a representation of, of that and, you know, how far I've came because I had this and, it, you know, it's just a piece of paper. And, and uh, now we've grown into like a full actually working devices and getting ready to, you know, manufacture them and, you know, I'm not just a crazy person anymore. I probably have a bunch of crazy people on my team now that that now believe in this and that are, are driving this forward and, you know, that are, are ready to revolutionize an industry. And, and you know, I went from little old me to like, you know, being a more powerful me and having these these people behind me, including yourself, you know, that are empowering me to to believe in this and to to push it forward and, and to bring this um this change to the world. So I mean, going back to talking about dreams, I mean, I don't know, like if 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 this little piece of paper can turn into what it's become now, once you guys see it, it's it's truly, you know, truly tells you to, you know, follow your dreams and see them through. Um, because if I can turn that, well, if I can turn what was in my mind and what was on that napkin, a really bad drawing, shitty drawing into then this piece of paper into what we have now, which is truly incredible revolutionary technology. Um, anybody can can do do it. You know what I mean? People always say, you you know, if I can do X Y Z, anybody could do it. I mean, this is truly a representation of if you put your mind to it, you stick with it, you're resilient, you can make anything happen. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the CEO saying it himself. Everybody. So. Uh... I will say though, it's not easy though, right, Ricky? From what you've told me, starting a movement like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Um, one of it's funny because one of my investors, uh, you know, potential investors, and you know, a guy that I really respect, that's, that's you know, been a great advisor, told me, "Dude, you have balls of steel to, to do this," and um, not being crude or anything, but yeah, it takes it takes it takes some uh, intestinal fortitude and it takes grit and just resilience. And I think more than anything else, I'm resilient as hell. You know what I mean? I never give up on things. Um, as I, you know, you identified in the story I told you earlier, you know, if somebody tells me I can't do something that makes me want to do it even more. You know what I mean? It makes me want to, makes me want to make it happen and just be like, you know what? You didn't believe me, you know, I can't even say what I want to say on here, but you know what I mean? It, it just, it, it pushes me, it drives me, you know what I mean? And and um, that's what happened with this, you know what I mean? Even when the days are hard and, you know, there's some really rocky moments and some up and downs, it's like, you know, roller coaster ride. Um, I go back to the vision, to the dream. And that's, you know, that's why this piece of paper is on my, on my, um by my bed, my, my bedside and why the, you know, the light bulb that my professors gave me for the um, Edison Award is is on my uh, on my desk because it's a reminder of, you know, I can't stop. I can't I can't I can't quit. You know, what I mean, I burnt I burnt the, I burnt the boats and I'm on shore and uh, there's no turning back. Um, yeah, it's resilience above anything else, man. And it makes the, uh, you know, it pushes you through those hard days and those hard times. And um, 
you know, that's that's what it's all about. And that's, you know, why we're why we are where we are and where we're gonna end up going and you know, the amazing product we're gonna deliver to to the world and, and the the movement that we're gonna you know, that we're building and that, you know, a lot of people are hopping on now. Um because it, you know, it's real. I'm not the the guy that was tinkering with things in my garage. I'm not the MIT grad. I'm not, you know, the the brainiac. Uh, just a guy that had a dream, um, had a vision, and people bought into it. And now we're we're building some kick-ass technology. Yeah, yeah. And and to Mister Flux Capacitor, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you that Ricky's Ricky's busy building the time machine. You know. So I, hope that, he, I hope he's watching this, or I hope he comes across <laughs> the, across this clip because, yeah, that's the big F you to you, dude. Like, oh, man, it's, it's, I'm getting angry talking about it for real. Um, <laughs> screw that guy, man. <laughs> and that's funny. That's funny. Well, that's a story for another day, though, Ricky. Um, we, I, I did want to ask you if you had sort of any other other uh, ideas or thoughts on this sort of movement. Um, ideas on the movement is like, you know, I think that, uh, we just have a cool story to tell, you know what I mean? We're not like any other company the the name of the podcast is built different because I'm built different. As you can see, I'm like, not your typical tech CEO. I don't want to be like the typical tech CEO. I don't want our technology to be like the typical technology. Um, you know, I'm a down to earth dude. Like, you know, I like to have fun. Um, you know, I like hip hop music. I like, you know fast cars. I love technology, um, sports fanatic. I mean, I'm just different than, you know, your average. And that's the way I wanted to build this company. That's the way I want to build this technology. Um, but also too, you know, the technology itself is, is for those people like myself, dreamers that, you know, I never want anybody to feel like, um, people put limits on them. I never want people to think that they've ever reached a ceiling or a limit. I want, um, you know, this movement is about bringing people along that want to push past limits that people put on them, that they put on themselves and just building a better humanity, uh, a stronger humanity, uh, a healthier humanity, um, safer humanity. And that's what this movement's about. And we, you know, we we call on everybody that's, you know, from technologists to athletes to, you know, everyday people to um, people that just want to be the best version of themselves that's what this movement's about and that's why we encourage everybody to come in come into this movement and um you know we just we're just building really really cool tech and you know bottom line um we're just out to change people's perspective on on you know how they use technology every day um technology and technology you know technology and companies we feel are very rigid right now and we're, we're here to break that mold and 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 be the the you know, the new kid on the block that um, everybody at the cool table, everybody wants to sit at uh, for lunch. You know what I mean? That's us. And uh, we and we encourage everybody to come on that ride with us. Absolutely. Absolutely, Ricky. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of uh, Extropians Built Different Podcast. Uh, my name is Raul, uh, and this was Ricky Alphonse, CEO and founder of Extropians. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Oh,